It's in the game. Ben Lyons, my man, how you doing? Ah, uh, you know, summer vacation starts early for Knicks fans. So, uh, as life, always, life, life's okay out here on the West Coast, man. You know, another another year of Knicksless playoff basketball. So, what else is new? Exactly. You know, you're a very busy guy. NBA TV. They got you in Atlanta, LA, New York. You're at a couple of Knicks games, uh, a couple of Dodger games, Warriors games. I'm trying. I'm making sure you're still a Knicks fan because you're in different arenas nowadays. <laughs> yeah, well, I went down to my first Final Four this year. I was doing some scouting. I'd like to see Mo, uh, Mo Wagner from my Michigan Wolverines back up Porzingis now that we lost Willie Herning Gomez. But, yeah, man, you know, it's, 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 it's a sad reality that we have all accepted now that every April, every May, every June, we get to watch uh, playoff basketball and, and, and have to find, you know, arenas and games to get a ticket to that unfortunately aren't uh, – famous you know so yeah man uh life's good i can't complain as a sports fan from both the knicks and michigan what kind of hurts you more the knicks missing the playoffs for the fifth consecutive year or michigan michigan losing in the championship game well it's wild man i'm i'm kind of used to both now michigan has lost (laughs) four championship games in the last 25 years you know uh and of course the knicks are the losingest team in the nba the year 2000 um Unexpected ride, though, for this group of Michigan Wolverines. And honestly, it's cool to see the Michigan Knicks connection. Like, Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway Jr. have been some bright spots in a kind of bleak season. But uh, I love the way that John Beeline has created a culture there in Michigan that supports these guys both on the field and in the classroom. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. Mitch McGarry in the NBA and Nick Stauskas and Trey Burke and Glenn Robinson Jr. And all of a sudden, it's like Glenn Robinson III. It's like, Oh, it's pretty cool that, that we've got a lot of NBA guys who are rep the amazing blue in recent years. So shout out to Michigan for sure. Now, you know, the Knicks don't have an, uh, a head coach right now. They, they, they got rid of Jeff Hornacek, which is something that we always do every two years. We get rid of Derek Fisher, the Mike Woodsons, now Jeff Hornacek, and we hear uh, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, David Fisdale, David Blatt, a whole bunch of guys um, that could be in the running for the new uh, coaching job for the Knicks. If, um, if it were up to you, who would be like the top three candidates the Knicks should go after? Obviously, the emotional picks of Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy would be incredible for so many reasons. Mark was able to really create a new culture in in Golden State and develop young talent. Van Gundy is Van Gundy, so obviously our our heart will always, uh, you know, be connected. But I really like David Fisdale. That he's my number one choice. Uh, removing all the emotion, I think David Fisdale. And I've gotten a chance to meet him a couple times over the years. He's a brilliant basketball mind. Mm-hmm. He understands today's climate of superstar. He's worked with D Wade for years and LeBron, and had a lot of success early on in Memphis. I'm a big Fisdale guy. He seems like a good dude, family guy, workhorse, grinding away on those sidelines for ten plus years in Miami under Pat Riley and Mickey Harrison. He understands big business, big markets. I'm a big Fisdale guy. I hope he gets a real shot. I think it would be so mixed to give Jay Wright, an unproven head coach <laughs> at the NBA level, you know, five years, $60 million or something insane to make a splash. And I'm tired of making splashes. I want to sit in the pool for a while. I don't want to get out and make another splash. Uh one name I threw out there and a couple of people on Twitter was like, well, you know, he's a failure. But I, I did mention Jason Kidd. 
as as an option, not saying he's going to be the coach, but at least an option to consider because Phil Jackson was a guy last year who didn't even consider Tom Thibodeau or Frank Vogel. So now, also Frank Vogel uh, got let go as well, um, and the guy from Charlotte. So um, a lot of head coaching vacancies out there, but I think for me it comes down to Mark Jackson, Van Gundy. If they even want the job, they, they are always the usual suspects every time the Knicks don't have a head coach and they never take the job. Um, so Fisdale, I think, is very likely – I would like to see J.K. get some consideration. Uh, he, he, he's been to the playoffs three out of the last five years with Brooklyn and Milwaukee. But like you said, man, we, we got to come to a point as Knicks fans where we don't make the splashy headline news and get somebody that's going to be a, a really great coach, be here for a long time, and can de- you know develop young talent. Yeah, man. It's like, look, you know, Jason Kidd, you said three of the last five years, but then this will also be his third team in five years. So what is what, what does that say about him where everywhere he goes, there he is. He's mm. a problem. So I think there's also something in life. If you take a beat, take a, a year if you're Jason Kidd away from the game, show up on NBA TV a couple nights, do a players only, just right. approach the game from a different perspective. And then revisit coaching, you know. Um, and I mean, Pat Riley did that between the Lakers and the Knicks. Was on NBC for a little bit. Guys do it all the time. I think it adds. I think it gives you some perspective, and you know, you see. Otherwise, these guys just at the carousel, and there's no stability there. So it's just it's unfortunate for the development of Porzingis. Right? It's like here's a kid who's been nothing but class every step of the way, mm-hmm. and this will be what his fourth coach in four years or something crazy. So. Let's give let's give KP a foundation to hopefully play at a high level for the next ten years or so. Yeah, well, well, Melo had five coaches here in New York, so they're kind of same pace right now. <laughs> uh, I miss him sometimes, man. I still do. <laughs> um, keep it real with me, man. When when Porzingis got hurt, did you check out uh, mentally from watching games, or did you kind of like tune in here and there to kind of see uh, what they no, were doing? Bro, I- emotionally walked away from the team for, for a, a good amount of time, man. That was just the last, you know, there's only so many hours in the day, and I'm sitting there watching Kennard and Dotson and all these mysteries, and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? You know, it's, no, I, I have no problem saying that I was not sitting there for game 70 uh, doing, you know, analyzing the box score, and, and no, I mean, when Porzingis, you know, went down, it, it was almost like, you know, thinking that Luke Skywalker was dead. It's like just our last hope. He's, he's the, 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 the return of the Jedi next year. is going right. to be amazing. But, yeah, that, 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 that stunk, dude. Real talk. Like, that just stunk. It's like it's funny. My, my Atlanta crew now, the NBA TV folks at the warm-up, Will Paris, Tony Rock, my co-host, mm. they're just getting used to my Nick fanaticism. And Tony's a Brooklyn fan, and Roe used to be a DJ for the Mavericks, so all of our teams are kind of on hard times. But, it just feels like every week, whether it was Cantor and LeBron getting into it, or Giannis dumping over Hardaway, or the John Stewart Javel McGee meme, like they're really starting to see, oh, this Knicks fan thing is different than just rooting for a team that stinks. There's players getting arrested in the arena. There's <laughs> coaching firings. There's yeah. embarrassments on national TV. Like it's a lot, you know. So they're they're starting to understand that. Yeah, it's an emotional and dark existence as a Knicks fan. Now, I know there were a lot of downs this year. No playoffs, the record, new head coach coming, Porzingis gets hurt. Uh, he, he did make the All-Star team, so I got to ask you, if <laughs> <laughs> on one hand, can you name some of the positives that came out from this, from this Knicks season? Um, 
Frank's an NBA player, whether you know he's a star NBA player, well, that's we got to see. But Frank's an NBA player. He's a unique NBA player. He's got that wingspan. He's good on defense. And I think there's a Twitter account called Nick's Film School that I follow. It does a good job of breaking down the videos when you're up at 2 in the morning and have the urge to watch some X's and O's. So right. Frank's a real NBA player. Porzingis has gotten better. I think that might be the end of the answer to that question. I mean, it was really an un- unmemorable or distinguishable year. You know, it means we got one year less year of Joe Kim Noah, so that's good. <laughs> I mean, they do have a log jam at the point guard with Frank. Uh, Moutier and Trey Burke, what they do with all three of them, or two uh, of those guys, we'll find out. I think Michael Beasley had a uh, relatively decent year. I think Cantor was probably the best player aside from Porzingis. So um, Hardaway missed a whole bunch of games. And I think the one area that we would like to see happen is they get uh, a a three-man, a wing player that can, you know, pass, that can rebound, can score. And I think coming in the draft – um, I'll ask you, do, do you see any rookie prospects or some guys out there that you wish could be a Nick if they fall in line to you, whether it's the eighth, ninth pick or whatever? Yeah, I just want them to have guys, young guys on cost-effective deals, man. I'm out here in L.A., mm-hmm. see the Lakers the last couple of years, and whether it's Josh Hart or Kuzma or Ingram or Randall or yeah. Clarkson or Lonzo, or they just get guys – that are young and they're building something and there's real excitement and momentum and direction and hope. All the things that the Knicks have not had in 20 years because they try to cut the line and make a big splash and sign a name you've heard like Joe Kim Noah. And it's not even so much about the money, it's the years. I mean, we got three more years of Tim Hardaway Jr. Now you got two more years of Courtney Lee. It's like the Lakers have flexibility. Yep. You got guys who are outperforming what you pay them. And that's the key, because once Porzingis wants to get paid and he deserves it, right. it's going to just change everything. But right now, he's making like $6 million bucks a year and he's an all-star. Like you got to take advantage of that and the structure of the NBA. And you see in football, too, we talk about a lot of the quarterback position. The Seattle Seahawks are able to put money in their defense because Russell Wilson was on a third-round deal or whatever. And then when Russell gets paid, well, now you see everybody wants to get paid and the window closes. So... Like we're just we're just hemorrhaged to to have pieces and guys. Like we need that. We need we need just somebody at the if they draft seven or eight or whatever they draft this year. Yeah. Just want a guy who's an NBA player. That's all. Yeah, I mean we could have had a guy like Donovan Mitchell last year and everybody says, Oh, the Knicks missed on him and everything, but uh a great year in Utah, maybe the rookie of the year and I you know, Ben in the back of my mind I'm like, Yeah, we could have had him but uh, could, would he have been this good in New York with the whole system and the whole oh, culture? Totally, totally. It's a great point, man. It's a great point. It's like, yeah, timing is everything, whether it's in the relationship with how you meet your wife or your husband or if it's when you get a job. If I had had the job at NBA TV that I have mm. now at the age of 24, it might not have worked out. But it's timing and situations. And you're right, Donovan Mitchell in New York, I mean, he's a kid with a hell of a motor and an incredible talent, so I'd like to think he'd figure it out. But going to a playoff team, going to a, a team that's got some veteran guys, I mean, maybe that helps. Like, it's all, you know, it's all timing, and that, that's what makes the NBA great is there's a lot of what-ifs. What if the mouse and the palace didn't happen? Would that Pacers team have won a title? Would our test True. have ever then ended up on L.A. and hit that shot in Game 7 in 2010? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many what-ifs in this game, and one of them will definitely be, what if the Knicks hadn't drafted, you know, Gerard Mustaf years ago? <laughs> so a lot of what-ifs.
Is is Donovan Mitchell the rookie of the year, or they do Cole, or do, do you think it's Ben Simmons? I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell. Um, if you think about what happened with the Jazz and the roster turnover they've had, losing the, the team last year went to the second round of the playoffs, losing Boris Diaw, losing Gordon Hayward, losing Joe Johnson, losing Rodney Hood, losing George Hill. Yeah. They're a completely different team, and they didn't miss a beat. I mean, they're a top-five seed in the West, and this kid is just every night putting up numbers. You saw it in the early part of the year. In December, when people were starting to figure out who he was, and every game after the game, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Damian Miller, these guys were going up to him and being like, hey, welcome to our fraternity of awesome players, you know? And I think that was a telltale sign. He won the dunk contest, which is just cool, and let's give him some culture points for that. And Simmons has been incredible, obviously, but, you know, the the idea uh, that the Jazz are still – you know, a, a top five team in the West, like that's all him. He's been awesome. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's Mitchell. Um, I, I wouldn't be mad if they go Cole. I think they both did great jobs for for, for their teams, sure. both in the playoffs, high seeds. Um, but I, I I don't think you can go wrong either way. Oh yeah, totally. No, it's very cool, and it's a cool story for the league and the back and forth of the sneaker companies has been fun, and and it's not the first time this has happened, obviously, for Rookie of the Year. So, you know, I think it's better than the Rookie of the Year race we had. What was it last year? Or was that dude from Milwaukee one who like scored eleven points a game and basically just brought up the basketball and didn't turn it over? Year. So, <laughs> so, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty cool that that we've got uh, a bunch of guys and Kuzma out here. The way Kuz is balled and helping mm. that team get eleven wins better from last year, he should be getting some love as well. Yeah, I mean, no no Clippers this time in the playoffs, man. No Clippers. No Clippers, no Lakers, no Knicks, no Nets, L.A. and New York. Wow. No teams in the playoffs. But guess what? The NBA appetite is at an all-time high. NBA Twitter's on fire every night. It doesn't matter that the teams that we're watching are playing in Utah and Oklahoma and San Antonio and Indiana and Milwaukee. Like They're in the league, and the league just feels as culturally relevant as it's ever felt uh, historically with social, with, you know, media out so many, you know, there's so many ways to have conversations about the NBA. So I, it sucks that the Clippers aren't in it because that was my way to see playoff basketball out here in LA the last couple of years. Yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, I don't think it's going to hurt the league one bit. Uh, two more before I let you go. Um, I know you're a big time Knicks fan um, from way back, but I got to ask you, you know, do you think there's anybody catching up to you as far as their fandom? You know, uh, a good friend of ours, and, um, and Donnie, he was a big fan fan down here. I know Jerry Farrar was always always involved with the Knicks. Is anybody else catching up to Ben Lyons as a big time Knicks fan? Well, Anthony's got a giant Knicks calf tattoo, so once you start putting <laughs> ink on your body, you may be uh, getting pole position. But I got to give Jerry a lot of respect, not only for for what he's doing on the TV show Power, which is why he was in New York all year right. and could go to the games every night. But this whole E League thing that he's doing, the video game stuff with the Knicks, and sitting there in the draft room and scouting video game players and. Shouts to Jerry, man. He's really, really stepped it up. Ben Schwartz in the mix as well. Rejected jokes on Twitter. He's a diehard out here in L.A. It's funny. There is a kind of a, a West Coast Knicks fan. It's like the like old radio station, WCKF, of just like a bunch of us out here um, who, are, who are suffering uh, along with all you guys back on the East Coast, you know? Right. Um, with, with the Lakers, from what you've been able to see out there, they had a you know decent season, no playoffs, but a lot of young talent developing, Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Kuzma. Uh, they might get a couple free agents. 
this summer, maybe Paul George. We don't know. We don't know depending on how OKC does. But um, how does the Lakers? How do the Lakers improve next year? Laker fans who have been spoiled their entire life from growing up on Showtime, enjoying Shaq and Kobe going to four finals, mm-hmm. one and three, and then of course the Kobe Act Two with with Powell and Odom. They are so spoiled and so entitled, and they get everything that they want, and they're going to get big stars to come here because that young core is so good and solid and man they just got to keep keep the course you know and out here they already setting up their lawn chairs on Figueroa for a parade next year you know they're definitely a playoff team next year that's the goal they should be they won 35 games including losing five in overtime like they very well easily could have won 38 39 games in the west with some injuries to Lonzo, who's so young, man. These dudes are 19, 20, 21 years old. Right. Crazy. So they just, to answer your question, patience. And Laker fans aren't patient. They want to win right now because that's the only life they know. If these guys just put it on ice for the next two, three years and wait their turn in the West and wait for that Warriors dynasty to fall away, it's going to be their league for, for five years in two years, I think. When is Ben Lyons going to win an Oscar like Kobe? <laughs> working on it, man. man. We're trying, man. I mean, what a great moment. And for him to say, shut up, I'm not going to shut up and dribble on that Oscar stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was super cool, man. And it's great to see Big sports time. storytelling finally getting their just due, man. It always used to be, oh, sports movies, no one cares if you're not into sports or they don't do well overseas. But to see Icarus win an Oscar for, you know, a cycling doc and to see uh, Tanya Harding movie and to see Kobe and it's just a cool time for, for sports storytelling and I love that moment at the Oscars this year but yeah I'm working on it man I'm working on it I hear that um, before you go I know you do great work with NBA TV be, uh, Beyond the Paint the warm up um, you also do correct me if I'm wrong do work with the franchise magazine yes or no yeah 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 I got on board with the franchise guys about a year ago and uh, it's really cool to explore the game that we love not just through covering the nba or big time college but through the art and culture and yeah it's an amazing magazine uh with a great team behind it and it's been cool to see it grow and yeah definitely uh definitely want to keep doing some some things with them in the future yeah definitely man i, I seen i seen their, their, their magazines a couple times their logo i was in new orleans last week and you know a good friend of ours uh victoria i was standing on um uh, uh, i think it was um magazine street and i look up on a sign and it's a lo- uh, a sticker the franchise and i'm like holy shit and I, and I took a picture of it i showed it to her and she was like yeah uh we put that up during um all-star weekend i think a year ago too in new Orleans, I'm like, man, this shit is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, count on count on Vic is everywhere. I mean, the fact she's friends with you, you're everywhere. You're down there with Rosenberg, repping at, at, at you know WrestleMania. I try, man. I try. That's the key, man. Right? It's a, and the game is everywhere. Franchises sold in 25 countries around Japan. Like you gotta. That's, that's the game is global, and, and that's so cool. You saw that. I love that, man. We definitely got to bring the franchise boys up to uh, the park this summer for sure. Hopefully, man. Uh, my last one: Do we see Golden State, Cleveland four, or do we get a uh, Houston, Philadelphia involved in the finals? I I'm probably the one person without a real dog in the fight that is like I want to see round four. I want to see KD and LeBron in the finals again. I want to see mm-hmm. Nick Young versus J.R. Smith in the NBA finals. <laughs> I want to see this Warriors team somehow put it together for an unprecedented fourth run. You know, mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool, but it, the time is now for Houston. Chris never gotten out of the second round. 
there's something like 42 and three when 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 Chris Harden and, and Capella all play together. I mean, they're right. they're ready. They're, it's right now, and and we'll see. But I, I would like to see Golden State and the Cavs do it one more time. Me too, man. I'm a big LeBron fan, a big Durant fan, and it's like if, if you know, I I don't want LeBron to make the finals and lose another one. So it's kind of like, does LeBron want to go? to a finals and lose another one or get bounced out in the conference finals, which I don't think Philly would do that. I don't think Boston would do that without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. So I think LeBron's going to nah. go to a finals again. But that Western Conference, man, is, is always loaded, competitive. Um, it, it could come down to Houston, Golden State, Portland's tough out there. So if it is Golden State, Cleveland 4, I mean, I have no choice but to watch it because my team has no coach, no playoffs. So I'm, I'm good. <sighs> Yeah. No, it's like watching another sport sometimes. Even during the regular season, you, you tough out a, a Thursday night where the Knicks aren't on national TV. They're playing Milwaukee at home or something. And, and then you turn on the West Coast game and it's Blazers, Rockets, and it's like 132, 128. And you're like, this yeah. is another sport. This is like, you got guys are doing so Guys shooting threes at a clip you've never seen. The Lakers are shooting, you know, threes all over the place. I mean, it's just, it's a different sport sometimes. So I, uh, I love the idea of LeBron KD for a third time in the finals. Um, you know, historically, to to have that, I think, will be very cool. So we'll see. It's exciting, though. Definitely, man. Ben Lyons, you can catch him on Twitter and Instagram at I am Ben Lyons. Great work with uh, ESPN Radio and NBA TV, all that good stuff. Ben, always a pleasure, man. Uh, I Thanks, appreciate man. It. I appreciate it, and congrats on Kirk Cousins. I know that's your guy. You like that? You like that? I, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you soon. I appreciate the love, as always. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, peace. All right.